0: In honor of Anosmia Awareness Day, which is today, I'm dropping the special episode. It's a conversation I had with a person who ignited my passion for the work I do today, the work to bring the smelling and the non-smelling worlds together. I'm not going to lie, it was an emotional episode for both of us, as you'll hear. So my guest today is Jacob LaMondola. Jacob is an award-winning Brooklyn-based filmmaker whose first documentary short titled Anosmia explores the lives of people who, like himself, are unable to smell. The film premiered at the Cannes Film Festival and was published as an op-doc in the New York Times. Anosmia has since been recognized as short of the week, a Vimeo staff pick, and has played in festivals around the world. It's an incredible film that I hope you'll check out. Jacob's latest film is called Long Shot, a documentary that was released on Netflix and premiered at the Telluride Film Festival. It's since been nominated for Best Documentary Short at the 2017 Emmy Awards. Jacob and I sat down to talk about all things anosmia. So let's get started. And oh, yeah, happy anosmia awareness day. This is An Aromatic Life, the podcast that aims to shed light on our beautiful sense of smell and increase its profile in a culture dominated by sight and sound. My name is Frau Gallia. I'm a certified aromatherapist and smell coach who spent over 20 years in and around the fragrance industry. What I know for sure after all these years is that our sense of smell is powerful, yet is so underappreciated. There's so much we can do to harness our sense of smell to be well. So join me as I explore this mesmerizing sense from all different angles and learn what it can do for you. Enjoy the show. Thank you for coming on. Um, sure. Just having you here, Jacob, means a lot to me. And I, I reached out thinking, okay, Nasmia Awareness Day is coming up in a couple, you know, when we're recording this in a couple of weeks, this is gonna drop on Anosmia Awareness Day. Very cool. Um, yeah, very cool. So thank you for being here. Let's do the official hello. Hello. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah no, very nice to meet you uh, and see you in person you know and uh yeah I'm excited just to talk and, and hear your journey as well you know for me this yeah. is yeah
0: yeah yeah it's it's interesting because just for the listeners I should just let them know that about two years ago I would say yeah it's coming up to two years exactly uh I emailed you Just randomly. (laughs) And the reason I emailed you was because I was on YouTube, just looking for something, I don't know, on smell. I just, I don't know what I was Googling on YouTube, I should say, but what I was searching for. And I came across your video, which I know your short film is called Anosmia, but on YouTube it was called, this is what it's like to live in a world without smell. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, interesting. What is this? Let me turn it on. And I I played it. It's like nine, 10 minutes long. I was completely mesmerized by it. I was like, wow, I didn't even know this existed. I didn't know people couldn't smell. I'm so embarrassed to say that, but I had no idea people couldn't smell, probably because I was in, in and around the fragrance industry for 20 years. So you can imagine everybody who works on Wow. Scented stuff is smells, right? So I'm surrounded by people all the time who can smell. <laughs> mm. And your your short film, even though it was on YouTube, I mean, it was it changed everything. In that moment, there was something that clicked in me that said, "I need to get to know this world. There are people out there who cannot smell, and why do I not know this? I'm embarrassed mm. that I don't know this." And um, so I wrote to you immediately, right? I yeah. I just like shot you an email. I'm like, I don't know if it's going to respond. And I think this at that point, so two years ago, the your short film was eight years old already. It's now 10 year anniversary this year, I think, right? It was in 2012. Yeah,
1: it came out 2012. That's right. Yeah. Wow. 10 years.
0: Yeah. So it was a long time. And I think I wrote that. I said, I don't even know if you're even thinking about this work that you did, but it just touched me a lot. And yeah, I just wanted to let you know. And I just reached out and I appreciate you responding so quickly. What was your response? uh, I'd love to know that when you got that email, what were you thinking?
1: Well, it's, I mean, it's always a pleasure to hear that people have seen the film and it really is. It happens all the time when I least expect it to, um, especially with COVID that, you know, because anosmia was finally like in the public, uh, like just the word was like out. And I think yeah. people were starting to think about that for the first time like together. Um, and then people were finding the film because okay. of that. So I, I was hearing from people and I was like, even interviewed I think a couple of times for um, publications because nobody knew who to talk to about that. <laughs> and I guess Anasmi is like one of the first, it's like, there's not much information or at least when I made the film there wasn't. And so I think it's one of the first things that, come, that comes up is the film. So. Um, Yeah, I love it. I love hearing from people. um, I hear a lot from people who just don't have a sense of smell. And to me, that's amazing. It's amazing. Because when I was a kid, like I knew nobody else that couldn't. And this is before the internet. So I was like, I, it was confusing. It was really confusing. Um, Yeah, yeah, it's a pleasure. It really is. I I mean, I, I love hearing from people that have seen it and also that can't smell and, and it gave something to them.
0: Yes. I'm sure they felt really seen.
1: Yeah. 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 Because it's not one experience, really. Uh, Even for me, it's different than a lot of others. And I think just having a conversation is like powerful enough (laughs) for a lot of people just to like the visibility, as you said, it's like is a lot for somebody.
0: And I think what you did for me. So in the two years since I've since I first came across your video and I wrote this to you. Recently, (laughs) (laughs) once I, you know, once I saw this video, and I was like, I need to do something about this. So for me, the journey was immediately. I'm going to reach out to (laughs) some of the organizations. I reached out to Fifth Sense in the UK, since the US didn't really have any anosmia associations at the time. They now do, (laughs) but back then they didn't. And yeah, became an ambassador as a smelling person to help spread awareness to the smelling community because I didn't want people to have that same experience as I did. Like what people can't smell, you know? So for me, that was important. And in the process, I've met so many people with different types of smell dysfunction and it's just such a beautiful community. I mean, it's, it's, it's like the the best. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm so grateful that I'm connected to, to your community. So thank you. Oh
1: man. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, it's amazing because I, Again, it's like growing up, I really knew nobody that couldn't smell. Well, um, tell me
0: about your journey, because you are a congenital now. So we should let people know, right? Yeah, so you, you, never you've never smelled. known smell.
1: Never known it. I think like there's been a few times where I've been like, maybe I'm smelling something, but, you know, I'm 34 and that's only happened maybe a handful of times. And I, I don't think I imagined it, but they're very, uh, they're very brief. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, I'd never smelled anything. And yeah, I guess it was, it wasn't one moment where I was like, oh, that's what this is. But in childhood, it was a lot of like little things that added up Okay, and that's sort of how I knew. Um,
0: what were you noticing?
1: Well, looking back, I was, you know, in talking to you too, I was like, I wonder if like I will remember anything that I haven't said out loud because I haven't had to talk about it in a long time. But I mean, the the most the clearest thing in my mind for sure was I went to like a camp, and Mm -hmm. I was in a swimming pool, and there were these like counselors that taught you how to swim, and one of them who was like one of the older cool kids, he put cologne on my wrist, and he was like, "This is how you get girls," is what he said to me. (laughs) I will never forget it. I will never forget because he put it on my on my arm and I, I put it to my nose and like I was like what is he talking about? that was the first time for sure I was like I, I don't get it is what and then I don't get it became a very common uh, occurrence it would happen a lot um, and I thought maybe it was something that developed in puberty or something like maybe like smell comes later I I think that's what I thought.
0: Did you ask your parents at all, or did they? They didn't probably have a concept of it either, right?
1: Yeah, nobody did. It was weird because it was like there was no reference for it. And I just remember being confused about this thing that was like so seemingly small to like everybody else. I think even I said to my parents, I don't think I can smell that. And they probably just thought it was some dumb thing that their kid was (laughs) like telling them like
0: sure you can smell what are you talking sure
1: that's what they thought I really do think that's what they thought um and there wasn't there was there actually was like a big moment in a cafeteria I also remember where somebody farted or passed gas or something like that and everybody made such a big deal I remember because it must have been awful to smell and uh everyone used to put their finger on their nose that meant like I smell it, but I didn't do it is sort of, it was like, but that's a, kid a big thing. Yes. Yeah. It was like, everyone's had their hands up. And I remember thinking I have zero that, that was when for sure. I was like, I can't, I have never smelled a fart. I don't know what this is. And I was old enough then to be like, it was, I was gaining confidence that something was like missing from my experience, I guess, you know, and, uh, So fifth grade is generally when I I had the confidence to be like, I think something is not here.
0: Yeah, (laughs) Um, yeah.
1: But it wasn't painful. It was just a confusing thing, I think.
0: Yeah. Um, So did you just, did kids, did they just say, I mean, I've heard from other congenital anosmics where they're like, come on, you can smell this. Or, you know, they just didn't believe it. Obviously, when you're a kid, you just tell it like it is and you don't believe when somebody or did you hide it?
1: I, it was a little bit of, I think, both, where kids were like, they just thought I wanted attention, probably. I mean, everybody, you're a kid, you know, it's like,
0: yeah.
1: I was like the weird kid that couldn't smell for a while. He's like, oh, he's probably just, you know, he's joking around. But, but like, it was a joke that didn't go away. Like, I really <laughs> was like, consistently saying I can't smell. And I remember um my mom, she tells the story. For me, it was like, I was pretty consistently saying I can't smell, but she, it was a big moment for her where we were in the car together and I had fallen asleep. And when I woke up, she was holding a bag of my dog's like poop uh, okay. in front of me. And I hadn't reacted to it. And I opened my eyes and it was there. And she, for her, that's a big moment. Cause she yeah. wanted this, it was a test for her. I mean, it's kind of, I mean, looking back it's kind of messed up. She would do that, but like she, uh, for her that's when she was like okay let's go see a doctor and and see and that's what happened they they weren't able to ever i for me it's like still a mystery which is kind of cool too like i i for me it's it's cool like i enjoy this mystery but um yeah at the time i also didn't know anybody else that couldn't (laughs) smell and doctors i think were probably I, i i never remember having a connection with the doctor and being like can you please explain this? And like, I, I don't ever remember having um, an answer that felt like I was seen or like being taught anything. I, it was just kind of brushed away.
0: Kind of um, like you just have to deal with it. it just yeah, it kind is. of.
1: <laughs> or maybe they just didn't. They didn't know either, and because uh, nobody ever would say things like that. And so I think it was just kind of yeah. I guess it was kind of written off, and. And that was kind of, I remember, like as much as I joke about it, I do remember thinking like wanting an answer, Yeah. Um, but I I never did get one. And uh, it doesn't really bother me now, but as a boy, I think it did actually, now that I think back at it.
0: So one of the things that I've learned over time that maybe some of the people who are listening might not realize is that being congenitally anosmic so not having smell since birth or acquiring anosmia where you've known it before and then you lose it those are two completely different things emotionally would you say
1: yes very much um for me it's like having never experienced it it's it is like a mystery that's fun for me and exciting to like think about whereas for other people who i've met who have lost it it's crippling and um, incredibly difficult. And life like, loses something really powerful that they weren't aware was so important to them. And uh, it, it, that's a very common experience when it, when it does go away. Um, it's, it, life loses something. And uh, it's very, very upsetting and hard to get back. But for me, my experience is not that um and you know for some people too it's like somewhere in between yeah i think it's very varied um but i do i remember there's one woman i'm thinking of in particular um who was heartbroken um that um like she couldn't smell her, her kids and that was so haunting to her that she she felt so um separated from her family and i, I completely empathize with that that must be uh like i understand what she must feel um, even though I can't smell, I understand what that must be like, um, and it, it's 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 really very difficult for some people, as it should be. I mean, it's a sense you don't have that many, and like smell is a very powerful one. Even though most people write it off as the first that they would let go of, and I think it's it's incredibly uh, it, it's very powerful.
0: Yeah, it's it, it's
1: emotional. I'd say it's probably the most emotional sense. Um, because it is so linked to, to people. Um, so yeah, I, I can understand that, but yeah, it's, it's very crippling. Um, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So let me ask you then when, when you think about sense of smell, the sense of smell, what, what, is, what comes up for you? Like, what, do you, what does it mean to you?
1: Well, I mean, so much of it is linked to not being able to do it um,
0: right.
1: for me that um, for me, like, I guess, like, if you were to ask that question to somebody who could smell, they'd think of all the memories of things that they could smell. But for me, I think about all the memories of times that I couldn't smell and was curious. Mm -hmm. Um, And those memories come to the forefront. And it's not like they're lacking. It's just, that's my experience. Like, I, I can remember being in cars and things out the window and different countries I visited or or different people i have been close to and like just experiences where smell was a part of it where I I couldn't quite get there obviously and um I needed somebody or had or had to use my own imagination for what the experience was like like that's what I think about but um I'm also aware of what it's like for most people I mean it it does for for memory I think it's fascinating to me because it's just something that I can't do Um,
0: but you have memories nonetheless
1: I do have them Uh, so that's why I can understand it with uh, kind of like a joyful kind of the mystery is joyful (laughs) but I, I can yeah that's that for me is the most fascinating part of it like where somebody opens a book or something and smells their house or you know that to me is amazing but you know it's like it's interesting too it's like films and stuff the filmmaking does the same Kind of thing. And that's like, that's what I do. So it's like with, with film, it does the same. Like you could see an image or something, or like the way it's lit or whatever, or like the way somebody looks or, or says something, it can remind you of something in your own life. So it's, it's, it's similar, I, I, I think. But um, yeah.
0: So what sense do you think you rely on the most?
1: Oh, well, I think probably. I think it's my probably my sight. I think
0: as a filmmaker, yeah, yeah,
1: I think so. Um, although, I mean, I've had this conversation with friends who know me really well, and that, you know, they, they've said, you know, if you were to even lose your sight, I don't think that that would stop you from making a film. And I, as painful as it, as it is to say, I, I think that they're right. <laughs> so I think, uh, but although sight is really crucial, I think for for being a a filmmaker because you need to be able to look at what's not being said or expressed you're looking at behavior and um uh, you're reading people which is not often done in words so i think sight is like probably what i depend on the most at least for filmmaking um yeah but i mean it's it's a whole big picture thing it's like all the senses matter of course they're know?
0: not isolated i don't mean to isolate them for you i'm just yeah i figured you'd probably say vision just because yeah because you're a filmmaker but we're going to get into your your film stuff in a minute because there's some observations from me that i wanted to share with you when we get into the film stuff but i wanted to just wanted to briefly touch on you know when you when you navigate the world now and you don't know what smells are do you tend to tell people that oh i can't smell that sorry or do you just not comment on it or how do you kind of navigate that a smelling world so to speak <laughs> yeah
1: I like I um well first of all I will say that when I fake it I'm always wrong I'm like I as confident as I am that I'm right about what something smells like I'm wrong all the well, time so you
0: pretend like you can like and you'll just comment on it or <sighs> it's or? just
1: so much easier because like I for some reason smell If I say that I can't smell, smells come up in conversation a lot. It like triggers something in somebody's head because they don't often think about it. And then they come up all the time around me. Like even my parents forget um, that I can't smell. So I I just like to keep it quiet. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, I mean, it does come up a lot, actually. And uh, with friends and people that I'm interested in talking with, I'll, I'll, of course, like lovingly open myself and talk about it but with cab drivers who just like i don't know or or somebody that has a new candle or, or like whatever the situation is cuz that also comes up where they just are passing something in a circle i just pretend
0: and yeah that's probably it's probably the effort it takes to explain everything and
1: oh uh, i'm just going to get the same questions like i know exactly it's like oh my god you can't smell can you taste or like can you breathe out of your nose or like how do you like, I just, I know what the conversation is. No, this doing. is
0: important. You should tell people this because I don't think they realize yeah. the kind of questions you get. Very yeah, I mean, well, that's ignorant the first questions. Is <laughs> like, well, well, can you taste? Right? That's <laughs> the first question.
1: Well, I mean, we're amongst friends here, but it's like, you <laughs> know, a lot of people, I think that is a very valid question, but, you know, I get it so often, but, you know, like smell and taste are two very completely separated senses but they are linked together in so many like amazing ways but you could very much do one without the other and uh well down to your audience too especially if somebody's listening and was it had no idea <laughs> like right right yeah so yeah for that's often the first in fact it's it's always the first question i get right after that um that i say i can't smell is can you taste
0: so they don't say no you're joking of course you can smell and they try to oh, force you yeah. to smell something because that's what i get from a lot of the anosmia community they say hey, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're joking totally. you're joking come on this is smell
1: this. nuanced i swear to, this this community is so nuanced like i don't know anybody else who would feel this uh, but yes i do get that in fact that's the second question is you can't smell anything that's what often what comes up. yes out. Yeah. you can't smell anything and i'll be like no <laughs> and then they'll say not this or like whatever is like happening around them and that's actually what happens. so
0: yeah yeah uh, yeah. i'll have to share whoa. a post i did with um on instagram where i like six things that the common things that are not helpful to people with anosmia i'll share yeah, no. I, I have to send you those oh i'd love to i mean again
1: it's like it doesn't bother me it's just a conversation that uh has become more selectively shared I think at this point in my yeah, life just I was here, own
0: like, yeah yeah it's like
1: because it doesn't yeah it's just easier I think more so than painful it's just easier to kind of keep it but uh yeah I mean I, I it does it has become part of my identity so it's like it's kind of a cool I, I like that I have this um which is probably different than You know not not everyone feels this but it is kind of like a unique difference and part of what's interesting is that you can't see that difference um yeah so it's kind of like it's very hidden um which i like um
0: (laughs) yeah some people have told me and they feel like it's a superpower yeah
1: it does kind of feel like that um because when I tell people I'm in New York too, they're like, "Oh, <laughs> they think Lucky of all you! Bad. Yeah, yeah right. exactly. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, it it does kind of feel like that. It feels special to me more than um like a problem to sure. to to figure out. So yeah,
0: I think I, I I know there'll be many congenital anosmics listening to this because there are many in my community, mm-hmm. and believe it or not, I know you think you're a small group, but I'm telling you, they're they're coming out all over the place because i think it's becoming the the awareness is growing let's put it that way so i think people are feeling more comfortable saying wow this is me i had i had a friend from college write to me because i was posting about it and he's like i've never told anybody in my entire life but i have never been able to smell and this is the first time you've allowed me to even express it out loud so wow
1: it really that is amazing um,
0: yeah
1: yeah for anybody that's listening I think it's like yeah it's just very cool to be able to I, I think part of what happens is talking about it um it gives a, a lot of it gives you a lot of power um even I don't really have the words to, to say what I want yet but I think sharing is a really important part of this piece
0: yeah.
1: um um because the, the things that you're going to laugh together about are, are so it really feels pretty good to be able to do that because um, not many people in this world well maybe more than I think will understand just exactly how you feel other than somebody else who can't smell it's like a very those feelings that you felt so alone about um, yeah or you're not alone actually at all um, now that I'm thinking about that so yeah it's very cool this community I'm yeah.
0: glad So tell me, how can people who can smell, how can they help the anosmia community? How can mm. we help you?
1: I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think like, you know, my, my instinct is like, well, answers are like really helpful because, um, but I don't know that there are answers. Like I was born seven weeks early. So I've always assumed that maybe that was the reason why I can't smell. Um, I think for, con- for congenital anosmia, like some sort of serious <laughs> investigation into why or how it can even be helped or reversed or, or like there, there might be some of that would be interesting because I do look it up on the news every once in a while and it's very rare I'll see any, maybe I'm not looking in the right places, but um, yeah, it's like, that's just the awareness of it. I think actually is maybe I'll keep the answer simple. The awareness I think is really a special thing because, um, as you said, it's like a lot of people aren't—they don't even know there are other people out there. So, I think the awareness is even just the word anosmia is like—it's—it's it's like saying blind or deaf, you know, um, like to, to say that you're an anosmic. So, I think just having the word out there is is simple enough as, as a request, <laughs> like um, right. Because <laughs> uh, even when you say the word, it, it sounds so alien, but it's like just as simple as the others.
0: Um, exactly.
1: So, yeah yeah.
0: Great. Awareness, I think. Would it be helpful for us to describe things for you?
1: I I love, personally, I get no greater joy than hearing my friends describe things. I think it's it's amazing because they're so bad at it, but I, I think it's, uh, true. <laughs> it's just like, uh, yeah, it's just so funny, like when people describe this, the thing with the words that it is, so it's just, yeah, that doesn't make any sense, but I, uh, yeah, no, I, it's helpful, I, I think. Sure, it's it, it's interesting for me and fun. Uh, I love hearing how people describe smells, especially smells that I'm curious about. Um, yeah, I think it's great. I think uh, <laughs> I think so too. Yeah, yeah.
0: I f- I forgot to also ask you. So, do would you have any I don't know insights for any parents out there who are listening, who have small children, who want to kind of make sure, you know, does my child, can they smell or can they not smell? Are there any clues, if you look back on that now, that would be helpful to parents that they <sighs> could look out for? I think one of them sounds seems to be like, put something that stinks a lot under their nose, right? Yeah, that was, that seemed I, to have helped your mom be like, oh, this is real.
1: Yeah, I, I would say asking questions about sense is probably just like what does that smell like to you even is probably a question that had my parents ask me, I wouldn't, I w- they probably would have known something was up okay. from a younger age. Um, Cause I know that with, with young children, even clapping or like snapping their fingers around their ears, like there's, there's things to do to test senses, but smells too. I think just asking um, what that smells like or do you smell that just to see I I just get the conversation flowing a little earlier and maybe that'll kind of lead, although I I do think it's, maybe it's less rare than I think, but um, like growing up, I only knew one other person in college who couldn't smell. Mm. So I don't know. And I was in New York. So I, it's since that experience, I've met a lot of others, but yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have to say COVID, I mean, as bad as COVID has been, that's probably one of the the positive things that's come out of it is that people so. are talking about the sense more, and I think a lot of the research, of course, is focused on post-viral, you know, COVID-like smell loss. And still, there's not much being done on the congenital side, unfortunately. But yeah, but it's in the going in the right direction. Let's put it that way.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it is kind of an interesting thing that's happened because of COVID. Um, yeah,
0: I mean, it was a major thing. People were panicked. Yeah, they couldn't smell.
1: Yeah, and still, I think even some people, maybe I'm incorrect, but some people have gotten their smell back, but not completely, or they'll smell things that aren't there. And people are still kind of understanding how COVID is gonna affect them in the long term. And smell is like a really, again, like to lose it, and to have had it is a really painful, I think much bigger experience than I had. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I actually, I, I mean, it's it is sort of a symptom of it. So I've I've known some people in my family who have lost their smell only for a few weeks, and it's affected them. So
0: okay, yeah, that's probably brought you closer a little bit. A little bit, <laughs> <laughs> only marginally. No, <laughs> marginally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, would you let me ask you then? If you could have a sense of smell, would you even want it?
1: Mm. Um, I mean i I'm, i I feel this in a lot of different ways, like I'm not lacking anything is kind of how I feel. um I, I, yeah, in this moment, I don't feel like I'm lacking anything. I feel like I've been given a lot um and I'm always grateful, or at least these days for just how much I do have um i I really don't feel like I'm lacking anything, so. It almost feels like I don't know. It would be like a fun, like new drug I could try, or like, <laughs> like a, you know, like a new experience or something. But I don't know that I would. I feel like it might even be too overwhelming. But you know, life—the uh, th- changes in life are exciting too. So you know, if if somebody were to give me that opportunity and say, like, you could smell now if you would like it, I think I would embrace it with open arms um, because mm-hmm. that's to me. Sometimes the change is, is welcomed, but, um, I, but I again, I'm not lacking or, and I don't think about that as something that I, I'm striving for, but who knows? Who knows in the next 20 years, what, what could happen, but- uh, Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. How
0: good, good, good to know, because for me, what I'm trying to explain to people is that I kind of see the osmias, all of them, I mm-hmm. just, including normosmia, right? Being able to smile normally um it's like a circle to me and they're all just sections of the circle of a pie and if 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 you're somebody who doesn't have that sense of smell that doesn't mean your pie is lacking it's still whole you're just filling it with other things you're just filling it with your other senses more right and and it's fluid I'm not you said you're maybe more visual but um in a minute I'm going to you know talk about your your filmmaking but it could be that you're, you're really enjoying the taste of something or, you know, the music that you hear or whatever yeah. it is, you're touching and feeling someone there's the pie is still whole. It's not yeah. lacking.
1: Yeah. That's, that's a really beautiful way to, um, to look and and approach something like this. I, I think it really is so much mindset. Um, it really is. Yeah. I could, I could have, thought about it longer and said yeah you know what like it is really painful but I I, I, that's not me I think and I think a lot of it is just how you are looking at your your life um yeah it's just so interesting smell I I I just have never had it I so and even now I so rarely think about it um it really is amazing it is this tremendous part of experience um now i'm just thinking about it like where (laughs) where in in time have i ever really i feel like it's more of a distraction for other people than it is for me really truthfully um there's been so many times that i've been even like with somebody that's like if i'm close to somebody and they're upset that i can't smell them or or something like that um Mm. yeah it has never been something that i've needed but uh but look, I mean, now it's like, I get the opportunity to speak to people like you. And it's like, it's this beautiful way that I've been able to like meet all of these people. And it's such a small world when you can't smell. It really is. I mean, you mentioned like the fifth sense organization in the UK, like I know them and speaking, I spoke to them a few years ago and yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's such a small world. (laughs) So yeah, that was me just kind of Letting go for a second, <laughs> see where my head went, but yeah, <laughs> there
0: you go. No, it's it's I mean you're just sharing your feelings. It's your experiences, yeah. which is great. Yeah. So let's talk about your filmmaking,
1: sure.
0: And let's start with this anosmia short film, which is so powerful in so many ways. And talking about your senses, I mean, one of the things that to me stuck out and why I think it, it moved me so much is that you still brought so much emotion across, just through visually. As you could see the people's expressions when they're describing their lack of smell and the music that you used. I mean, mm-hmm. you, it was still very dimensional and very emotional. And mm-hmm. um, tell me about why did you make this movie? Or well, no, first go back. Tell me why you even got into filmmaking. What made you want to oh. go into filmmaking?
1: That's, well, see that is like almost the opposite of smell. Whereas like that always felt correct to me. Like, okay. al- like I just have always, since I was, even before I knew I couldn't smell, I remember like just knowing like this was an art form that um, was for me to explore forever. Like it was just correct. Um, there wasn't any one thing that, I, I mean, there's certainly things that I remember from an early age, but it just always was for me um yeah and and the smell movie i mean it came about because there was i think there was an opportunity to make a documentary okay and for me it's like with films that i make i i really need to sometimes it's it's a problem but I, i really need to feel connected to the emotionally to the subject matter and i think this one came about really quickly like it was a documentary people were looking for documentaries about the other was the subject, like an experience that feels separate from others. And I was like, well, this is perfect. (laughs) Uh, Like, I've never even talked about this. And um, it it came about really, really quickly, Um, which is also kind of cool. I I just wrote like a little treatment and then spent about six months, I think. Um, How did you
0: find people? Because back in 2012, people weren't really out there talking about it, right?
1: They weren't at all. (laughs) um it was it was all so 2012 it was all Facebook um oh. Facebook sort of opened at the time it was a very different uh tool and um there were a lot of Facebook groups and I think some of them might still exist I, I no longer have to, uh Facebook to check but I, I remember there was there was one called like I'm a congenital anosmic or I've never smelled or congenital anosmia and Okay. I basically sent out messages on all of them. And I said, if you're near New York and have a story, um, I want to meet you and talk with you and like hear cool. your story. And that's kind of how it, it started. I, I met a lot of people that way and um, a lot of amazing people a- and the people in the film, um, it was really because I, I knew I can only interview so many in, in a short time. And these were the people that I felt really captured the spectrum of the experience um they were the most clearly defined uh, and mostly and and had no i could feel like they were themselves too which was also an important aspect of it like i really didn't want anybody to be hiding anything um which is difficult i I, I i'm aware um but these people i think even looking back and today if any of them are listening i mean it was just that experience really did become something very powerful and i remember it like it was yesterday filming with them uh they were so brave to be able to to go there with me um because this is 10 years ago i mean
0: such a difference 10 years huh
1: yeah i mean even now it's like it's not much has changed with with the amount of bravery that i mean with like making a film it's like not much has changed for me like it really is so much of like what that experience was which was like really getting to know a person before the camera was rolling. Mm-hmm. Like that experience has never changed for me. It's just that amount of um, nurturing and trust that needs to take place before a camera is part of the conversation. It really, uh, that that's consistent for me. And that's what that film taught me actually is the power of listening um, before before you, you bring someone into a room and, and there's lights and things like that and filmmaking i don't know that everybody follows what i is so dear to me but like i i I will probably never change that um so yeah that was that experience
0: you've done an amazing job with it even through other films so Uh, thank you keep it up i mean it's very emotional they're very emotional so it's
1: thanks for saying that
0: (laughs) it definitely comes across i don't know i i are there any other things that you you want to get across i I mean
1: I you know I in talking to you, I realized like just if there's if there is anybody out there that is is embarrassed or or shy or or whatever it is, you know uh there for me too, it was like there there there's a lot of power in listening and observing and things like that and and waiting until the, the time is right, but also know like on the other side of that that there's conversations like this one. Um, so, you know, take your time, but know that sharing your story too is a really uh, powerful thing. So, you know, your your time will come for whoever's listening in is, is not ready yet. Um, yeah, I think that's what I want to say.
0: Any other projects that you're you're working on right now that we can get excited I just about? Said,
1: yeah, definitely. I mean, I just—it's funny. Like, I'm making an effort to not be so perfect all the time. I just, <laughs> like, I just sent out. A, there's a script that I'm working on that I would like to make um, about an experience that I had when I was when I was younger. So this is not a documentary, although it it involves senses because one of the characters was was blind, mm-hmm. and uh, I want to be able to if I can get the writing capturing what I feel um, that experience was also really powerful for me. So I guess senses they, you know, it, it's cool that we're talking cause it's, you know, it does come full circle a lot of the time. Uh, but yeah, I, I am, I'm writing something now that I, I, w- I would like to make if I could keep at it. And maybe this conversation is good encouragement to keep going. So. Oh, I hope so. Yeah.
0: Cause we look forward to that. You have a, you have a documentary on Netflix, right? So tell mm-hmm. everybody about that.
1: Oh, yeah. Feel free to, to
0: <laughs> Netflix. My- Many of us have Netflix. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's called uh, it's called Long Shot. Um, there's a documentary. There's also another film with the same title, but this is the, the documentary. Um, and this was a cool one, too. Um, probably the less I say is 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 better, but um, it's, a, it's a really incredible story about a really like I don't know if you've seen the film, but uh but it's about this this guy named Juan Catalan and uh, his story of, uh, like, he was accused of a murder he didn't commit. And it's it's how he got off that uh, ties into smell in some ways, I think, just how miraculous life is at times. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I'm not sure where the... There, there are a lot of similarities in the way that the films were made with both of them. So, if you enjoyed Anosmia this is sort of cool. Another way uh, to explore that kind of stuff. So, yeah, so <laughs> long
0: shot. So everybody, well, I'll put these things in the show notes so people can check it out. Thank you as well and be reminded. Thanks. Well, Jacob, I'm so glad I got to meet you. I'm so glad you we got it. to talk. I'm. It means the world to me. It's full circle for me. I, so I want to just thank you for taking the time. Oh my, of course.
1: Um, and also, like, you know, I, I want to congratulate you, too, on, like, everything that you've done. I mean, like, you really have, I mean, you said it, I said in the beginning, like, you've accomplished so much in two years. Like, I just, I mean, you wrote me this amazing email. Like, I think, like, you must think, like, I don't know, for me, that was really powerful to read everything that you've done for the community, like, to, and to be inspired by something that was like, so private for me, I think is like, also really, like, I don't have the words for that. Um, so you should be really proud. And I think the community should be really proud to know you too, for everything you've done. So thanks for everything you've done.
0: Oh, that means so much. Thank you so much. Yeah. If, if the two of us can do and you know, spread the word, that's all we can do, so.
1: yeah. Well, keep it up. I, I, I'm excited <laughs> to hear more about what you're doing too. And yeah, I mean, maybe there'll be some, I don't know, maybe in another two years, we'll, we can look back at this and see how much has happened. But um, yeah. I'm curious to see where, this, where, the, where things go. Um, um, so yeah.
0: Thank you for joining me on An Aromatic Life. If you're interested in learning more about your sense of smell from all different perspectives, subscribe to the podcast and invite your friends too. And it would be really helpful if you could rate the podcast so it helps others find it too. I also invite you to check out my website, Falkaromatherapy.com where you'll find information about workshops, courses, and other programs I offer. And make sure you grab my free audio training, How to Smell to Be Well, which you can download from my website. Until next time, remember to smell everything and have a wonderful day.